Hello, I'm Afia Salter and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, hot staff, and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. In this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five of my favorite high-maintenance manifestation habits that are actually worth your time. So yes, these things may take more of your time, your money, your energy, but these are some of the things that I have really found to stand the test of time on my manifestation journey. And you should know that I'm someone who's like, if, you, if, if it's boring me, it's out. If I'm not enjoying it, it's out. If it's like anything, it's out. So the, for these things to have been consistent in my life really means that they have made an impact in my life to the point where I, I could not, I pretty much could not live without this thing or it's impacted my life on a really deep level or had an impact in some of the mindset shifts that I've made today. And so, you know, there is a lot of information out there at the moment. And I think in some aspects, that's a good thing because there's so much to learn and there's so many different voices and so many different things that people bring to the table. But it can also be overwhelming trying to determine like, okay, but what should I do? How do I move forward? And then you kind of get stuck in that analysis paralysis. The ego, the subconscious mind creeps in and kind of dissuades you from doing anything. So in this episode, obviously I'm sharing what's worked for me and some things that I also share with my clients, students, even my friends, to be honest, but use a degree of discernment and notice what resonates with you and whether this does sound like something that you can implement in your life and it's going to make a difference in your life. But before we do that, let's get into some life updates. Oh my goodness. You know what I've been so into lately? Reading and not just reading like personal development books, reading self-help books, because in 2020 it was yeah that was a year where I went I read I think it actually ended up being 54 books I aimed to read a book a week but I think it might have actually been 54 books and I would say about 90% of them were personal development books and I was not just reading these books but I was also taking notes on every single book that I read so I had a book notebook and I would write out the standout quotes or the standout exercises so that I could actually retain the information informations retain the information from the books not just say like oh I read a book or I read 52 books I actually wanted that to mean something and I wanted that to impact my life on a deeper level which it absolutely did but lately I have been getting super into reading fiction books and I might even do like a separate episode on my top 10 fiction book recommendations because I did them a top 10 kind of personal development self-help book recommendations a while ago and I know a few people have purchased some books that I mentioned on there so maybe I will mention some of the fiction books because it's funny how so many of the things in in those books also relates to our manifestation and mindset journeys as well so yeah maybe I will but I will share with you one book that I'm reading right now which is called High Achiever and it's basically a story of addiction and it's it's kind of like Orange is the New Black combined with one of my favorite books A Million Little Pieces by James Frey and it is so good I was it's funny because I started reading books more to kind of wind down before I go to sleep at night 
But then I get obsessed with the storyline and I find myself up till like 1am reading this book because I have to know what happens next. I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish after this chapter. And then every chapter ends on such a good cliffhanger that I'm like, no, 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 after this chapter, after this chapter. So (laughs) it's become a good thing in my life, but also at the same time, I need to know what happens. How can I sleep without knowing what happens? This is also why I stopped reading books that were like a thriller is one of my favorite genres but i'm kind of staying away from anything that is a crime or murder or a lot of violence because i don't really want to be ruminating on that before i go to sleep so yes reading fiction books has been bringing so much joy to my life lately and i've been getting through like one or two yeah one almost one book a day one book every two days so it's been really really enjoyable for me Anyway, life updates are done for now. Let's get into the high maintenance manifestation habits. So when I say high maintenance manifestation habits, I like to think of it as, you know, when people are like, oh, you're a high maintenance kind of, I hate, I hate when people ask this, Um, you know, people that want to ask you out or maybe they have asked you out and they're like, oh, so would you describe yourself as high maintenance or low maintenance? It's such a shit question. It's, It's like, ask me something more interesting. And... In some aspects, I am low maintenance. It takes me five to 10 minutes to do my makeup for anywhere, whether it's a a night out or the day to day. I draw in eyebrows and I stick on eyelashes and that's it. I'm good to go. There's literally nothing else I do. One of my friends the other day asked to borrow my mascara. I was like, I honestly don't even own a mascara. I just have this like benefit tester. And to be honest, I do not know how long it's been in my makeup bag because that is how little I use things. And... This is actually something that developed from me not being able to find my makeup shades when I was younger because I grew up in a really rural town in Scotland. So I never wore foundation because I couldn't get foundation in my color. I never used concealer because I couldn't get concealer in my color. Blusher, like pale pink is just not going to do me any favors. And so although I experimented with these things because I desperately wanted to fit in with my friends at school, you know, that one shade of Dream Matte Mousse and that one bourgeois, is that what that brand was called? Bourgeois? I don't even know if that still exists anymore. Shade, they were not doing me any favors. So eventually I kind of just grew out of doing makeup. So in some ways I'm low maintenance, in other ways I am high maintenance. And we're going to be talking about some of those high maintenance habits today and why I have found them to be so impactful and whether they're going to be something that you can implement in your life as well. And something else you should know about me is efficiency is very important to me. I don't like to have like kind of small talk, chit chat. I don't like to beat around the bush when it comes to conversations. Like just just say what you want to say. Just do what you want to do. And if there's anything that I can do in my life to make it more efficient, I am 1000% going to do it. And if I love it, you're absolutely going to hear about it as well because I can't shop about these things. And it's just been something that has always been a part of my life since school, since university. And I remember actually one of my university dissertations and the I think it had to be 20,000 words. And I had written what I felt like was a really good project. And it was maybe 2,000 to 3,000 words under the minimum word count. And my dissertation supervisor actually just told me to lie on the word count because there was like nothing else that I needed to put in there. And I had managed to like make it up to, you know, the content was really good despite not hitting the word count. So it just goes to show efficiency is key. So time maintenance habit number one has to be reducing your alcohol intake. And 
This was something that I first began exploring in 2020 when we went into lockdown. We went into the first lockdown and I've never, actually that's a lie, I drank a lot when I was in university. I would drink like Thursday, Friday, Saturday when I was in university. And yeah, okay, so that was a period of my life where I did drink a lot, but moving into my adult life and moving to Australia especially, I've never been a big drinker. I would never go out every weekend in Australia. And even if I did go out, generally it's not to the point of, I think there's only been one time in the seven years one to two times oh yeah because the literally my first week here where I've been wasted like blackout drunk couldn't remember anything I don't like to get that drunk anymore whereas in uni it was something that happened quite a lot whereas since I've been living here I've just been on more of a health journey and maybe with getting older thinking about what are the long-term effects of the things that I'm putting in my body so I explored a period of no alcohol. In fact, it was the year before 2020, I did a month without alcohol, which I was like, oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? But actually it was fine. And so in 2020, when lockdown comes around and everyone's looking forward to their weekends of alcohol, and it was something that I was looking forward to because there was really nothing else to to do in Melbourne. Like every, you couldn't go anywhere. You were just in the house. I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to my glass of red wine and playing the Sims, Sims 3, maybe having a little cry. <laughs> And that went on for maybe two to three weeks until I was like, this is not a good habit to be getting into. I don't think this is serving me and it's making me like sad for myself that the only thing that I'm looking forward to of a weekend is drinking a glass of red wine. Like no shade to you if that was like something that you enjoy, but for me, it just personally didn't really sit very well for me. So I decided that I wasn't going to drink again until I could have an ice cold margarita in my hand, which is why if you've listened to the podcast intro and I'm like, oh, margarita for me, that's why, because it's my favorite drink. So I was like, I'm not drinking this again until it's not a homemade DIY concoction. It's something that I get from a bar and it's really just great. And so I didn't actually know at that point how long lockdown was going to last, but it did end up lasting five months. So I think it was almost five and a half months that I was sober for and it was just such an illuminating experience for me and is one of the first ever podcast episodes that I recorded was about that experience so I won't get too much into it but it it really made me just look at the relationship that I had with alcohol like when I go to dinner I don't need to have a drink of wine it really isn't adding any value to my life and it's funny because I have kind of maybe a bit of a controversial opinion on this but for me like when I'm drinking I'm drinking to get drunk like yes certain drinks like I enjoy the flavor of like tequila I love tequila but I don't need to be drinking with with like my dinner it really isn't adding anything like I'm not going to get drunk at dinner if I'm drinking I really want to get drunk so I know people are like oh like everything in moderation but if I'm drinking like I want to feel like I want to feel something and I don't necessarily think for me it really works when I'm just like trying to enjoy my food so I was like okay like there are certain situations where I'm drinking alcohol or just having a glass where I feel like that could be completely eradicated from my life so again this year 2023 I was thinking about that period of time where I was sober and even since then it since that period in 2020 my alcohol intake had dramatically decreased when it was not even that high to begin with where I was drinking like maybe four times a month very lightly like three three drinks max on those occasions 
So I decided to do another sober period in 2023, which ended up being just under three months. And there was no real particular reason other than I had a couple of friends who had just finished whatever the sober January is called. And I had been seeing some things about sober curiosity. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It feels right. Let's do another period of being sober. This one was so much more challenging because there were actually things to do. There were occasions I was being invited to, nights out that I was going on. And I didn't really realize like, wow, alcohol is actually such a big part of our lives. And it was very interesting for me to kind of step back from that perspective. Even a holiday I went on recently, went on a two week holiday. And for the first week and a half of that, I was not drinking. I was going out clubbing with my friends. I was going to day clubs with my friends. I was going to bar clubs with my friends. I was just not drinking for that. And I didn't really feel like they were pressuring me to drink at all. And one of my friends was just like, oh, are you going to have some drinks on the trip? And my other friend was like, you know what? She'll drink if it feels right for her. And whatever decision she makes is is the right decision for her. And it was totally true. Like at the end of the trip, I did decide to have a few drinks. And it felt like something that I wanted to do, not something that I felt pressured to do. And it felt like a really conscious decision for me. So why I believe that reducing your alcohol intake is a high maintenance manifestation habit is not maybe for the reasons that you would think it is like, yes, for the health reasons of reducing your intake of alcohol, whatever it may be right now, but mainly it's for that practice in exercising your boundaries. You have to maybe say no to nights out that no longer feel like a fit or no when people have bought you a drink and you then can't drink it. Even to the point where I was going to restaurants and if there was alcohol in the dish that hadn't been cooked off, I was like asking for a modification. Like, can I have a different sauce or is there a different ice cream option that doesn't have alcohol in it? Like it actually takes a lot of work to, to be sober curious in a way that I didn't really experience the first time because I wasn't going out and engaging in all of these social situations. So I really believe that this practice of reducing your alcohol intake and exercising those boundaries with your friends and with, oh, well, it would just be easier to have a drink in this situation or, oh, someone's already made a drink, I might as well drink it. Exercising your boundaries in those situations, I feel like is such a boss power move that serves you at so many different points in your manifestation journey. So when people come to me and say something that just doesn't serve me, I really have the power within me to say, no, this doesn't serve me because I've been practicing saying, no, this doesn't serve me for the past few months, not drinking alcohol. So to begin with, it does take effort, but throughout time, it just becomes easier and easier to exert that boundary and to say what is for you and what isn't for you. And I really think it's worth the effort and the time that it takes to implement, whether you decide to do a month, two months, three months. I honestly think like the longer you can do it, the better. And that's not to say that you're never gonna drink again, but it's just to to show yourself that you can do it and to see what comes up for you during that time. So I did have a drink on holiday and it's been like a week or so since I've been back and I've not drank since I've been back, but I know that just like the last time again, my alcohol intake is going to reduce again. And sometimes I have these periods, like when I was in Ibiza last year, I drank like almost every day for a week and I was like partying hard. But I feel like I can do that because I'm not drinking so much in my normal day-to-day life. So it's just an interesting relationship. Really explore 
what you want your relationship to, with alcohol to be and maybe if you're someone who has a more addictive personality you're like, oh, 11 11 if you're someone who has a more addictive personality or know that you can't handle alcohol or whatever substances you're currently consuming in your life maybe it is something that you need to cut out completely or maybe it's not even about having an addiction it's just about saying no this is something that I just don't want in my life any longer but for me what I found more expressed is just really reducing my alcohol intake and having a conscious relationship about when I'm choosing to consume it or not choosing to consume it and it's it's one of my favorite high maintenance manifestation habits I've ever implemented number two planning your month not only planning your month but also planning your year but let's look at on it on the micro level of planning your month this is without a doubt I can't even tell you how much this has changed my life and especially as someone who is not only quite a creative person but I also believe myself to have undiagnosed ADHD for various various reasons planning my month has helped me not only feel like I have a sense of control over my life but it's also given me a great deal of comfort it's given me a great deal of clarity it's given me direction it's helped me manifest the most incredible situations into my life and in fact I just sent out an email today about manifesting a top 100 podcast my podcast was in the top 50 Australian charts for I think this is maybe the first time in the two and a half years since I've created the podcast I've been charting in Australia and not only was I charting in Australia but I was in three categories and it's really funny because I just came across it so randomly I often check the new and noteworthy podcast to see like what's new in there anything I want to get inspired by any podcast that I want to pitch and I was like is that is that me and I actually had my friend I was like can you just go in a new and noteworthy and check whether it's the same for you and she's like yeah you're in there and I'm like oh and then um again with the the top I was in the top education podcast and 11 and top self-improvement and I just randomly stumbled across them like Apple don't email you or anything to let you know that you're you're in the charts I just happened to see it so that was like such a big moment for me and was one of the things that I had manifested through my process of manifest and reflect which is my manifestation workbook that helps you identify what your personal assets are how you can invest them in your manifestation success and how you can take that inspired action because one thing that you have to remember about planning your month planning your year is that is just a plan and I have been in the position myself where I've done the plan. I'm like, woo, I've done so much work. I've like planned out my entire year or I've planned out this. And it's felt like I have done the work because I have planned the work. Planning the work is not the same as actually continuing to follow through on the actions that you've set out and bringing those into reality. And what I've been really conscious to include in my Manifest and Reflect workbook is it's not just about planning what you're going to do over the next month, but it's giving you really practical ways to implement actions and to begin like doing what you said you were going to do, committing to those intentions, because an intention without a commitment is just a wish. It, it really is just a wish unless you actually commit to taking action and follow through with your word. So with my workbook banner fest and reflect that's something that i follow every single month in order to help me not only plan my month but to action my month and actually actually do something so it helps me to really streamline my manifestation process and if that's something that you are interested in doing or looking to do 
I, I think it does count as a high, I mean, it does, <laughs> it does count as a high maintenance manifestation habit because it is something that you're going to have to dedicate, I don't know, an hour, a couple of hours to, to making the plan and then all the time that comes afterwards with actioning those steps that you've laid out in the plan. But listen, do you want your life to be easy and work-free or do you, you want to manifest the life of your dreams? I'm not saying that manifesting the life of your dreams has to be hard, but what I am saying is manifesting the life of your dreams absolutely takes effort and you have to be willing to put the effort in, put the time in if you want to see the results. There's no point just like bitching about like, oh, my life isn't the way that I want it to be or nothing's happening or nothing's manifesting. And I can call you out on this because I can call myself out on this and notice that there have been so many times when I've been like, nothing's happening, nothing's working. And I haven't actually freaking done anything. And (laughs) that's what actually led me to coming up with, with the vibes method in the first place was one of the main reasons was because I had been like so sad about my situation rapidly changing and losing my job due to the pandemic and not earning any money and feeling like everything was just like so overwhelming and horrible but I hadn't done anything to change my situation I had just been moaning about my situation so it's so important to combine that planning with action and if you would like to purchase a manifest and reflect workbook you can do so by heading to the show notes it's 22 dollars, and in it you get 13 pages which have manifestation prompts they have reflection prompts it has everything you need to plan out your month and action your month and it like I said it truly is life-changing and it's helped me combine that planning with action piece and it's one of those manifestation habits which continues to serve you time after time so for me one of the things I had put in my manifest and reflect in maybe maybe March March April I think March was that I had wanted to manifest being a top 100 in the chart, top 100 charts. And I also have a yearly goal for the number of downloads that I wanted to achieve this month. I mean, achieve this year. And it's funny because I had initially put half of what my goal is now. And just something inside of me said, like, I know you can do more. I know that you can reach for higher. And I'm almost at now that initial goal that I had put myself. So it's just as well that I increased it because this or something better, ask the universe for what you really truly want, not just what you think is like the easy, reachable, attainable goal. Ask for what you actually want. So I asked for what I actually wanted. I also said that I wanted to be in the top 100 charts and I followed the steps in Manifest and Reflect and literally seven weeks later, maybe even less than that, it come to fruition and my downloads have doubled from the beginning of almost doubled from the beginning of the year which is and I mean I don't even want to say it's crazy because when you intend for something and you put the work in and you co-create with the universe things that feel truly miraculous can actually happen so yeah that is is it's just about your intention commitment and action and the relationship between those three things and if you're listening to this and you're feeling like oh there have been so many things I've intended and fall on the wayside in the past like that is in the past you have to make a decision about what you are choosing to do and where you're choosing to put your focus your attention your energy moving forward and to do that you can no longer hold yourself in this chokehold of everything that's happened in the past and and, and get stuck ruminating on it so high maintenance manifestation habit number three is daily movement this is something that I have really been on a journey with 
And I started my fitness journey really when I moved to Australia, a couple of years after I moved into Australia and I moved into the apartment building where I'm living now and I had access to a personal trainer who also lives within the building and he really taught me a lot about health and well-being and fitness for your body and I never really worked out prior to then. So up until the age of like 24, I never really worked out because I'm naturally quite toned and I, was, I didn't really see a need for it but through working with a personal trainer I really learned about how fitness isn't just about like a certain way that you look although I, I mean I, I wouldn't be doing it <laughs> I wouldn't be doing it if it didn't also impact the way that I look but it also has like such a huge impact on my mental health on the promises that I make to myself on proving to myself that I can commit to things and that I'm a person of my word that has just it's really changed the way that I see myself and I see myself in such a proud light because of it. It makes me really proud of myself. And so I was really into the gym for a couple of years. And then towards the end of 2022, I noticed that I was falling off with going to the gym after I'd been traveling in Europe, coming back and trying to get back into my same gym routine. I had found it quite challenging because I was not I was not really finding it that exciting or that enjoyable anymore and so rather than trying to force myself to go to the gym when that kind of movement just wasn't really resonating with me at that period of my life I was like okay what movement can I look to do that is actually gonna improve my well-being and increase my desire to actually show up for it And so I decided on two things. I decided I was going to take up pole dancing and that I was also going to do one yoga class a week. And I took up these things thinking I'm going to do these once a week. That is literally what I had written on my goals for the year. Daily yoga, and not daily yoga, (laughs) weekly yoga class and go to the gym twice a week, which changed to go to pole once a week because, yeah, it just didn't really make sense to do two pole classes because they're doing the same Um, it's on a syllabus so I'd be doing the same thing in both of the post classes what actually ended up happening was that I invest I found a yoga studio which I absolutely loved it was beautiful I had natural daylight I loved the music that they were using I loved the teachers and I wanted to spend more time there so I invested in an annual unlimited membership which meant that I could go to as many classes as I wanted for a year for an upfront fee and rather than just going to yoga once a week I was going five days a week and it was just like it was nothing to me I enjoyed showing up every single one of those five days I left that studio feeling so much lighter connected to myself in tune with myself I felt like that $1,100 I had spent in that unlimited yoga membership was one of the best $1,100 I had ever spent in my life it was Honestly, I mean, and to this day, it still is incredible. And then with pole, again, that was something that I thought I was just going to be going to one class a week. And I still am going to one class a week, but I'm also now doing three practice sessions a week as well. So I'm going to studio studio time in between the practice sessions. And I've actually just just moved up a level in pole as well. I passed um, beginner level, so now I'm in an inter- intermediate prep. And again, it's something that has really helped me to revitalize my relationship with fitness oh and how, how could I forget steps I've been doing I've been walking places I've been walking places and I'm I'm a tram girly I like sitting on the tram watching my tiktoks just chilling out 
And now I I walk everywhere. I'm getting in my steps. So I'm doing a form of movement, at least, at least one form of movement a day. Usually it's two and maybe half half the days of the week it's yoga pole and walking. I think there was one day where I did yoga pole and gym. <laughs> that was crazy. So daily movement, it does take up it does take up some time. But the time that it takes up is so worthwhile for the wider impacts that it can have on your life. So when I do my class for the day or maybe my classes for the day, I feel accomplished, I feel more focused, I feel more in tune with my body. And what people often miss about manifestation is it's not just something that you do up here in your mind or wherever you believe your mind to be it's also something that takes place within your body so i think it's so crucial to also be building a relationship with your body whatever that looks like to you so i'm not saying saying that you have to go and take up pole dancing classes or you have to go and take up yoga what i am saying is find something that you are passionate about or something that you can see yourself committing to but even just try a few things, experiment with a, maybe you're going to go to Pilates class or, I don't know, finding, or maybe it is going to the gym for you or walking, just something and incorporating that into your life on a consistent, if not daily basis, because that relationship that you build with your body, you're going to find not only is it impacting like the way that you feel about yourself, it's also impacting how you show up for yourself, how you connect with your higher self your recovery time when you're unwell there are so many different elements of your life that it impacts and and that's the reason why it is one of my top five high maintenance habits okay rounding into the last two things the fourth one is investing in courses coaches any kind of support i used to be a do it all on my own kind of person i was orphaned when i was 14 and i grew up without any real kind of from that age even from a bit younger than that because my mom was ill for quite a long time I really grew up without those like kind of parental figures and I in some in a lot of ways I had to parent myself and look out for myself and so I just kind of like grew up with this belief that you have to do everything on your own and in some ways that served me because it made me like really ambitious and outgoing but it also hindered me in a lot of ways because when I was struggling I felt like I had to keep it all to myself when I was overwhelmed I felt like I couldn't share that burden with anybody and and now I really am not just to do it all on my own person there are so many people that have helped me get to the level of success I'm at today there are so many courses that I have invested in that have helped me to become a better coach whether that is my success coaching um, qualification my NLP qualification my hypnosis qualification my leadership qualification you know I've taken all of these different courses so that I can show up for my clients my students my my, even you as my audience on on the podcast I want to show up for you in the best way that I can and I also want to show up for myself on a deeper level as well I'm not just a coach to other people I'm, I'm coaching myself through this life as well and the you know at this point I probably couldn't even put a a number of figure. I know it is tens of thousands of dollars that I've invested in coaches, coaches, courses, coaches, support, all these different things is an area where initially I was hesitant to invest in because it's not like where you buy a, you know, 
you buy a croissant at the store and you have that physical tangible croissant in your hand and you can see like where your money is gone whereas with courses and coaching the shifts that you feel initially are intangible and it's about a relationship that you have with yourself which impacts the the tangible outcomes that you have so initially it really was like challenging for me to to part with those thousands of dollars or whatever it was that I was investing in things but as I'm seeing the impact that it's having in my life gradually I'm investing more money or I'm investing in different things or investing in different areas of my life or business in order to up level and it has been so so worth it and I have taken something away from every single experience so it is absolutely a high maintenance habit because not only is it taking your time, it's taking your energy and also your money that you're investing into these things. But you have to, it's really crucial that when you're investing in something that you're really thinking about the long-term value that you're you're placing on your life. So even with my fitness things, I'm not just like, oh, like Paul is going to make me feel good for today. I'm also thinking about the long-term impacts of resilience and of continuing to showing up for myself and of moving through those levels and that's the exact same kind of mindset that I imply to investing with coaches or investing in online courses is thinking about what long-term value is this going to contribute to my life and not just seeing things as an upfront whatever figure sum of money so this doesn't necessarily have to be Sorry, I just got a text and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I thought it was one of those spam texts. I've been getting a lot of those like weird spam texts recently and I'm like, what is this? But it was actually my friend. <laughs> it was actually my friend. I don't have a lot of my friend's numbers saved. It's so weird. Even if they're like my best friend, I, I, might, I don't even have my sister's numbers saved. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think I transferred a phone once and then the numbers weren't saved and I just didn't bother to fix it. Anyway, I digress. Unimportant right now. Um, investing in that support, you really need to think about not just like, oh upfront cost of so much money you need to think about like what your goals are what your values are and align the investments that you're making with that so yes absolutely of course I would love to be the person that helps you on your journey but if it's not me it's not me you want to invest in someone that you resonate with that makes you feel something that empowers you that causes you to look deeper inside of yourself and see the magic that has always been within you and I know for me also when I'm investing with coaches, they have to be someone who's like, I don't know, like somewhat, uh, somewhat like balanced in their feminine and masculine energy in a way that's different to the way that I balance my own energy. So I want them to bring me a different perspective than what I am currently bringing to my life right now, if that makes sense. Like I want some someone who's gonna like shake things up for me a little bit, but also resonates with the way that I know I learn and I understand best. So, you know, <clears throat> when you do find someone that you wanna work with, you can either head to their website, look through whatever they have to offer, or even reach out to them. People that I've worked with, I have DM'd on Instagram and had a conversation with. I know people that look to investing in me for my support I will send them a couple of voice notes on Instagram and we can go back and forth and have a conversation like that because I want you to be really sure about the investment that you're making and also sure about 
you know, what expectations are, what you're expected to put in and what you can potentially be getting out of that experience as well. And I think having those kind of conversations is a really good thing to help you in that process. Or you might just be someone who's like, yeah, I know exactly what I want. I know this is exactly the person to give it to me and I'm going to invest like that. Something else you can do also is before investing in something more high level, whether that's one-on-one coaching or like a mastermind coaching setting, is investing in something smaller first. So for example, when it comes to entering my world, manifest and reflect, alchemizing affirmations, and one of the, I'm forgetting my approach, a gift from the universe. These are all three three of my products are under a hundred dollars these are super entry level way entry level entry level ways to work with me and to see if you like my style of teaching and how that really meshes with your own learning style and what you're going to take from that experience then from there you might look at investing in a course which are around the like a thousand dollars to a couple of thousand dollars mark depending on the level of support what kind of course it is sometimes i do do things like that are just under just under a thousand dollars it really depends what it is or you might look at going the complete opposite direction being like i want a high level of support which is thousands of dollars so it really depends what kind of support you want what your goals are how you like to be supported but you can enter at what level you are ready for to determine what that looks like for you and again as i said this might not necessarily be with me, I'm just explaining how it works through my work. And another way to determine if you want to work with someone also is like looking at their social media or listening to their podcasts or joining their email list. These are other like kind of small ways that you can get an insight into someone's world before deciding to dive into it a little bit deeper. Okay, we are on the final high maintenance habit. Did I even say why that was a high maintenance habit? I did because it takes a lot of your time and energy, but it ultimately impacts your like long-term. Yeah, okay, I got into it. Final one, solo dates. Spend time treating yourself because you fucking deserve it. Solo dates are something that I started a few years ago and basically I would take myself out to dinner or go to the cinema, go for lunch and sometimes I would like take a journal along and just really write on basically speaking on my life and thinking about what I wanted to manifest over the future or it might have just been like purely for play or enjoyment and just getting to know myself on a deeper level when people talk about like manifesting the relationships that they want, they focus so much on like, oh, I'm creating a list of every characteristic that my potential partner has, which is good. But you also need to think like, am I also serving myself in these ways? Like, am I showing up for the, am I showing up for myself in the ways that I would expect someone to show up for me? And this is not just in romantic relationships, but also family relationships and friendships. So for example, for me, I have, over the past year, I would say, after seeing my family again after three years, I have really begun to cultivate a lot deeper individual relationships with each of them, especially my little brother and my older sister, like reaching out to them more often and asking how they're doing, checking in with them. And it's not that like I didn't really care so much before. It's just like for me, like when something is not like front of my mind all the time, I kind of like forget exists which sounds really bad to say so if either one of you are listening I love you and I care about you but because I hadn't seen them in so long it had just like I know reaching out to them so often had just not really been on the forefront of my mind but realizing that 
you know, through solo dates and spending time with myself and 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 loving on myself, I realized the ways that I wanted to love on them and appreciate them more. And it's just it's just been really beautiful for me. And then solo dates are also, you know, good for yourself and your own personal relationship with yourself and learning more about yourself. I recently went on a holiday in Bali and I went with a couple of friends, which is not a usual occurrence for me because I normally travel solo but even though I was traveling with a few of my friends there were days where I'm like okay like I've gone off to do this by myself I'll catch up with you guys later because I just wanted to spend that time by myself and and it is just yeah I can't really put into words how much it's done for my relationship with myself all I can say is that once you try it you'll you'll understand exactly why it is such a powerful thing to do for yourself and it's one of my favorite high maintenance manifestation habits because yes you have to dedicate that time that you're going to give to yourself if you're someone that has maybe other people that rely on you or partners you have to like carve out that time away from them to spend with yourself but ultimately like that time that you're spending on yourself again kind of like investing in courtship I don't know I can't say it I think it's the way the way that I've written these notes is making it really difficult for me to get these words out similar to investing in courses and coaches is investing that time comes back to your like long-term well-being and happiness and value and through spending time with myself again this is another thing that has really helped me to build stronger boundaries in the relationships I have in my life get more assertive about saying what I actually want and getting used to having these like luxurious experiences that I remember when I was in high school and my teacher was basically like oh just marry a rich man and that's how you get everything you ever want and I'm like no I don't just need to marry a rich man to have the kind of lifestyle I want I have created the kind of lifestyle that I want for myself and I am going to treat myself and spoil myself because I deserve it and I guess I've expanded just from just solo dates and taking myself on solo trips I used to before the lockdown take myself every year for my birthday I would take myself for a month to a country that I'd never been before or a holiday that I just wanted to go on so I really really encourage you to to spend that time treating yourself and getting to know yourself so my love that is it for my episode on high maintenance manifestation habits that are absolutely worth your time as I said Think about what you've heard throughout this episode and use a degree of discernment to determine what's for you and what you are going to begin implementing in your life. If I could have it my way, I would absolutely tell you to implement all of these things. But of course, you know, don't just go like zero to 100 and start loads of new things at once and not actually keep up with them. Really think about making these long term shifts in your life and impacts and intentions that you desire to speak of your life and go out there and make it happen. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 